तस्मै श्री गुरवे हेलो एंड वेलकम टू साइलेंट विस्टम ऑनलाइन सत्संग वी आर मीटिंग अगेन इट्स अ ग्रेट टाइम फॉर अस टू गेट कनेक्टेड इंटरैक्ट विद लाइक माइंडेड पीपल एंड व्हेन वी से सत्संग दैट मींस बीइंग इन द कंपनी ऑफ द ट्रुथ वी स्पिरिचुअल सीकर्स नीड दिस काइंड ऑफ कंपनी नीड दिस काइंड ऑफ मीटिंग ऑन अ रेगुलर बेसिस इट इज food for our soul it is what we enjoy the most this is what we like the most and also it's a great opportunity for all of us to ask our questions get clarity discuss spiritual matters and share things that we may not be able to share or discuss in the worldly way so welcome all of you again today i have uh, shared a list of questions and they all came from chayank is chayank here today yes chayank is here uh, thank you chayank for asking all of these questions and being here and um, before i start taking on the questions i want to share with all of you that i was so pleasantly surprised that chayank is only 19 years old and i was thinking wow you know at this age i did not even know what is path of knowledge and he already has this much understanding just a little bit here and there and uh, it's really amazing it's really nice to see how young people are uh, getting attracted to this path and he's able to understand and ask these questions so let's start i've already uh, had a discussion with chang but i thought we'll still discuss them over here let's start with the first question he said in the above image experiences are present where the experiencer is experience is different from the experiencer how are they one actually many of those who are on the path of knowledge they already understand that that the way it has been represented the experiencer and the experience here as two different things the representation itself is wrong because the right representation would be let's say you are wearing a t-shirt and we can say the t-shirt and the cloth are one or you are wearing a pajama the pajama and the cloth are one so where is the differentiation how they are two different things there is cloth and there is this form there is this t-shirt or a pajama but they are one isn't it that is how they are one here you have differentiated here the assumption is that experiencer is in the background it has been given a separate existence and experience has been given a separate existence that's why they are looking at two and that is why the confusion second question is if the experiencer is empty nothingness isn't it a complete absence and he's tried answering it and then he said yes it is illuminating all the experiences hence it is present yes absolutely chang you got it already that uh, it is empty it is nothingness like the example i gave the t-shirt and the cloth so one can say that t-shirt is there where is the cloth 
but it is because of the cloth that the t-shirt exists so it is because of the experiencer that the experience exists so it is present of course in the cloth and the t-shirt uh, analogy you can say yes the cloth is present but experiencer cannot be seen like that presence of the experience is the evidence that there is experiencer next question he said uh, how is experience empty experience is empty because its essence is emptiness we can see the experience but experience is only temporary it will change it will come and go but what will not go is the experiencer what will not go is the emptiness which is the reality and so in non duality on the path of knowledge in the advait we say that the experience is empty next he said i could not understand the concept of experiencing how is the experiencer experience and existence are one how will it be dramatically represented so first thing is when you talk about understanding the concept of experiencing yes it can be a little uh, difficult complicated but as you understand first your own essence and you move on from knowing your true nature and then working on it you can just see that experiencing and how do we say that the experiencer experience and existence are one see these are three different terms that we have used so that the mind can understand but actually how it is one now let's look at a dancer my favorite example is the dancer okay so the dancer the dance and the person are there any differences between them when you look at a dance there is a dance there is a dancer and there is a person and there is also dancing are they different there is no difference it is all one but we use all these four different terms to describe the same thing isn't it so even when you say experiencing now going back to the previous question it is the dancing you can call it dancing you can say dancer you can say dance all is one how will it be dramatically represented yes i have already shared with you look at the dancer and it gets dramatically represented or you can look at any other uh, example right now whatever is going on in your current experience you yourself the experience of this body there is nothing but experiencing dramatically represented everywhere all the time it's just that we are not able to see it we are not able to understand it because of the ignorance because we don't know it is it is always there next question he says i am the experiencer ever free but question appears about what about this jeev when there is existence duality there will appear chaos because there will be many forces that will create friction hence this jeev cannot ever be free because experience is eternal that's a very uh, good question and i think this bothers everyone that while i am the experiencer i am ever free but what about really this creature this mind body mechanism 
this is going to get affected and yes it is part in duality so again when we look at it from two points of view when you look at it from a non duality perspective the answer is that you are ever free and this jeev is an illusion it is mithya so you don't need to worry about it let whatever happens to the jeev that is the non dual perspective but from a duality perspective when again you come down to it being the experiencer and staying in the experiencer also helps this jeev how does it help the jeev yes you're right there is going to be chaos when we are living in nature when we are living in the world we don't know what is going to hit us next there are so many forces so many things which are going on but staying with the experiencer this jeev will not perform any unnecessary actions it will not do things out of ignorance it will only do what is required it will only do what is necessary and you will see that as the actions will reduce as the reactions of this jeev will reduce the chaos and the other forces will become pretty manageable life becomes really manageable all the things affect us and why do we get caught up in this illusion is because we do not know what is right and wrong we get confused between it we don't know what is a necessary action what is an unnecessary action whatever uh, we see things to be done and what others are doing we also think we need to do we need to react we need to participate and so many unnecessary things we are doing which are just not required and that is what has caught us up so even though you are the experiencer ever free even from a duality perspective that knowingness that remembering helps you it helps you in doing away with the unnecessary things sixth you say after realizing that i am the experiencer all actions seem to be in darkness even now well i think that if you still feel that your actions are in darkness the experiencer is not helping you then possibly the realization has happened at an intellectual level the realization is not Uh, an experience it is not something that you are there is an understanding there is no doubt about it but still at an intellectual level because if actions are happening in darkness otherwise what happens when the experiencer is shining the actions become illuminated you are able to see what is it that you need to do what i just said earlier so there will be no darkness darkness means that i don't know what am i supposed to do and i am not in awareness and i am behaving based on what the whatever is happening i am just reacting to things i am not responding no problem even realizing that you are actions are still in darkness that itself is good next the mind is wandering around the concept of free will can't understand what should the mind do abide realize that i am the experiencer but then this jeev will continue to suffer well this is an old age question the concept of free will or destiny and we have discussed it many times until you get it until your mind finds an answer to it my answer is that you choose what is it that you want to take it do you want to think it is free will 
then yes take all the responsibility use your free will whatever is available to you but the important thing here is take responsibility and accept then whatever consequences that happen because of the free will whatever that you do important thing is taking the responsibility and accepting the consequences if you think it is not free will but i want to take on the destiny uh, theory and i want to believe that everything is predestined no problem with that go along with that completely that everything is destined and then what is it that i need to do i just need to accept whatever is coming my way the key is in acceptance don't worry whether it is free will or destiny it really does not matter so much when you say abide yes abidance is a different thing and you have asked that question further as well so i'm going to take it there realize that i am the experiencer but then this jeev will continue to suffer well again this is a repetition of the question you are the experiencer and when you stay with that knowledge the jeev does not suffer that is one part that goes away completely when you get the knowledge there is no more suffering there is a possibility of pain definitely because there is a body because there is a mind and there are laws that operate on the body and mind but pain is very easily manageable pain is not difficult to manage suffering is impossible to manage and suffering the cause is ignorance if you realize that you are the experiencer then where is ignorance all the ignorance is gone and then once the ignorance is gone this jeev cannot suffer if the jeev is still suffering then the knowledge has not come in as yet eighth question if i am eternally free why this jeev has to remember that the experiencer is eternally free yes you are eternally free and that remembrance for the jeev for some time until it becomes established because in duality it is the jeev which is operating in non duality again experiencer you are always free there is no doubt about it but remembering helps you to act in the best possible manner to do what is necessary and again there are different stages you know when you get the knowledge of the experiencer initially the guru may ask you that you need to remember that and also a time may come when and it is only your guru who will tell you that you can just leave there is no need to even remember that you are the experiencer if you have been told to remember then right now it is good for you to stay in that remembrance ninth question after realizing oneness does it mean all ignorance is removed well ignorance is removed after you understand your true nature that is where the ignorance gets removed oneness happens later oneness always is you know one may realize and it may take somebody to realize but you don't need to go to that step to remove ignorance it gets removed at the stage of self realization knowing who you are tenth why abiding is required abiding is what abiding is staying with this remembrance knowing who i am and who is going to remember because the experiencer already is so who needs to remember this mind there is a very fine quality or you can say it is the highest potential of the mind 
to know that what it is, what is the reality and there staying with that remembrance, what in Hindi we call Nididhyasan, that is required so that you can work and operate in the duality in the best possible way. And the abiding again is required for a certain period. And it's not, initially you may be asked to do that 24 by 7. Uh, then your guru may ask you to drop it all together. And then it comes in. It just comes whenever it is required. You don't need to do it anymore. It's like when you need to know that you are Chayang. You don't need to remember it all the time. It has been already uh, completely formed into you that you are Chayang. Now you don't need to remember. But and today also, do you remember it all the time? Morning, evening, I am Chayang? No. But whenever somebody asks you what is your name, you are able to get it immediately. You don't need to think. So that also happens through abiding. Eleventh, what is ego? I tried meditating upon it and found it's a survival mechanism that gives a boost to this individual for evolving further. I've heard ego means wrong identification with the body-mind. Can't see what actually ego is. Okay. Now ego, as you rightly said, it's a survival mechanism that gives boost to this individual, you say. Well, the individual arises because of ego. What does ego mean? Ego means that I see myself as separate from this existence. I see myself separate from everything else. Ego is not about what we say, understand ego, that somebody is very egoistic. They think they are very popular or they think they are very rich. Not that way. Ego essentially in a very basic way means that I see myself as separate from this existence. Like I see myself as a separate form to which and that definitely has a, there is a survival mechanism about it. And when you say that wrong identification with the body-mind, well, all identifications are wrong. Not only this identification with the body-mind, but any identification that you may have on path of knowledge, all of it is wrong. The only identification which is right is the one that who you are, your true nature, your essence. That is the right identification. So ego arises because of ignorance. And you say can't see what actually ego is. It is arising because you don't know who you really are. And that is where that leads to all the problems and all the suffering. And after coming on a spiritual path, what you realize is that ego does not exist. It's just an appearance. It's just a fake mechanism. Twelfth, after realizing that I am the experiencer, why does this jeev has to remind himself that I am that? What will happen after repeated remembering? Okay, we have already covered that. It is the same thing coming in here again. Thirteenth, even after getting the knowledge of self, I feel like completely surrendering to the master. This becomes very intense. What should be done? How do I surrender? Well, the knowledge of the self immediately leads to surrender. If you think you still feel like surrendering and you are asking how should I surrender and what should be done, then the complete knowledge of self has not happened. It has happened intellectually. Because the surrender, it is the surrender that leads to it. There is a knowledge you get. I mean it happens simultaneously. 
you get the knowledge and the surrender happens after that there is no asking of how so maybe there is a little gap still remaining over there 14th i feel like sharing with others that i got self realization does this mean i lack knowledge somewhere what we can make out so far chayank and what we discussed that uh, there is still something remaining sure but even for others like i would say what is the purpose of sharing with others that i got self realization and that is something we each need to ask ourselves is the purpose because i need to uh, help others so that you know what has worked for me will also work for them or is it because of the ego that you know there is something amazing that has happened to me what is the purpose of sharing with others that i got self realization the purpose is going to decide whether you lack knowledge or you don't lack knowledge because someone who has got it may also get this desire to share with others so it not necessarily means that if you want to share you lack knowledge somewhere you know there is a very natural tendency in all of us human beings that uh, when something nice we experience maybe even when we go to a nice place i'm not talking about sharing in the social media or putting that on the facebook so that uh 500 people can like it not that way but you know something good that you eat or some nice place you visit or something nice movie that you watch there is a desire to share with your loved ones with your friends with your family let's see i did this or i did that and you would also enjoy or you would also like that similarly when you get self realization a desire like that to share with those who will understand and who will benefit out of it may come here so need not mean that you lack knowledge 15th guruji says there is no doer i can't see that well uh, i think uh, this is something which uh, comes very often and uh, guruji has also covered it in so many satsang i think i have also covered it but it's always nice to talk about it so yes there is no doer and how do we see that very simple things i would say let's start with when a child is born okay small baby just born and it starts breathing now has that child been taught how to breathe what is the possibility if the child does not breathe can the doctor teach him at that point of time him or her that this is how you breathe can that child be told in any way does that child know and can the doctor will the doctor tell him that now you need to pull air through the nose and now you need to throw it out no you know no instructions can be given but that baby is born and the breathing starts isn't that an automated process the breathing and then the child is taking on food and it is getting digested and which is happening to all of us once the food has gone below the throat do we have any control over how it is getting digested how our lungs are functioning how our kidney is functioning how our heart is beating the body is just on an automated mode and you cannot even uh, stop or change things at your own will maybe yes somebody can become a yogi you can learn all those mechanisms and you can have a little control that's a different thing yes you may be able to stop your breath for a few seconds you may be able to control it a little bit here and there but does that mean that you are doing it no you are not doing it everything is happening and then also with the mind you know sometimes 
little decisions that we take i would say let's say when you think that you are thirsty and you need to drink water here again i'm talking about the body only and you think i am thirsty or you say i am hungry but what is happening is it is the body which is giving you signals the body suddenly says that there is need for more water and there is a thirst which arises in the body there is a sensation which arises in the body and you go and look for water but you say i am thirsty and then when you go look for water and drink that water you say i went and picked up the glass and drank water but actually it is again something the body is doing naturally when you have thirst you cannot stop it you are going to walk wherever the closest water is and you are going to drink it if you are hungry it's a necessary action the body is going to tell you that there is hunger there will be a sensation and you will go and see whatever needs to be done whether the food is available or you need to order it or you need to cook it or you need to ask someone to do it now you are thinking you are doing all these actions the body needs food and it is ensuring that it does all these actions to get that food but what happens is the ego comes in between and says i am doing it so something has already happened the body has already given those signals through an automated mechanism but we are thinking i am hungry i am thirsty this is at the body level even at the mind level okay and one of the examples that i can think of is let's say you need to decide what are you going to what do you want to eat for dinner okay and generally there is a tendency to kind of think okay what do i feel like eating and you think and suddenly you say okay i want to eat pizza tonight right now you think you have chosen that you want you feel like eating pizza and that is go- going to be but actually if you will look closely what happens is your mind has certain foods there is a memory of various foods in the mind so maybe 20 30 40 50 and then the body the body also tells us different things at different times based on what is the requirement what is its need so let's say if uh, sometimes you feel like eating more liquidy things sometimes you feel like eating very soft things sometimes you feel like eating very crunchy things now this is also there is something some chemical reaction which is going in the body and then there is a memory of list of foods which is there in the mind and there is a scan which happens the mind and the body okay so the mind is scanning and the moment the mind comes to pizza the body says yes that is what i want i'm sure this must have been experience of many of us of all of us actually and then you say okay i feel like eating pizza now the ego says i have decided that i want to eat it but it is all a mechanism now these are simple examples that i have given in relation to the body and mind and if you will look all things happen like that i still remember uh, when i came on this path of knowledge and uh, this question even i had and i t- asked guru ji i said so do you mean to say that i did not come on the path of knowledge i did not decide that i wanted to come on the path of knowledge and he laughed so uh, he said did somebody tell you when you took on the spiritual path in the first place was there somebody telling you was there anything there or did that happen so there must be some mechanism which is going on which we are not aware of which i was not aware of but yes they start happening how how did i decide that of all the paths i'm going to come over here 
I think I have decided and I have come and I have become the doer. So when we start seeing things from that perspective, we see that there is no doer. Things are happening. And what am I doing? I am just the witness of all these actions. It happens. Maybe somebody else may have uh, more answers to this question. So please share or you may have any other idea. We'll go to the last question. I heard Guruji saying, even after realization, don't stop being a seeker. Somewhat similar to this sentence, what does he mean? So Chayank, I would say you need to ask Guruji, what exactly does he mean by this? But I'll tell you what I understand. I'll give you my understanding of this. And I look at it uh, from two ways that after realization, so don't stop being a seeker means one, whatever path that you have taken on, you need to continue your practice. You need to still continue your practice. Uh, like if I'm a Kriya Yogi, then I need to keep doing my Kriya Yoga practice. If I'm on the path of knowledge, then I still need to stay in awareness. I still need to abide. Okay, maybe not regularly, but yes, I need to do that. And uh, the second thing is that I have to, or everybody, even after realization, needs to be in touch with their guru. You always need to be in touch with your guru. While your guru and you are one, there is no difference. But until the time you are in this body and mind, until the time the maya is, the illusion is, it is very important that you be in touch. This, you know, experiencer, of course, we are that and that is the realization. But this illusion, this maya, the devi is very strong. It is very, very strong. So you cannot uh, just think that, fine, now I'm done and there is nothing wrong that can happen to me. Well, nothing wrong will happen. That's, that's fine because actually nothing wrong can ever happen. That's a different thing. But it's still... As long as you continue, stay with your practice and stay in touch with your guru. So this is what I understand of this particular sentence. But it will be good that you need to ask what does he mean by this. So that was my take on uh, Chayank's questions. Anything else Chayank you may have or anybody else wants to ask, please go ahead. Okay, Madhuri is saying I have not taken birth in Jeev. It's jeev born in the form of body and so it will not die. I'll witness the death of this body. Yes. Satya is saying also when there is no I who is the doer. I am empty and have no qualities attributes. My only function is witnessing. Yes, absolutely. So that is where there is no doer. There is only witnessing. The ego associates itself with the doer. It starts thinking that it is what is doing everything. And that is the cause of ignorance and problems and suffering. Thank you, Satya. Shivani is asking, but when it is said you need self-discipline, then who needs to be disciplined? Yes, very good question, Shivani. These questions that we were talking about, we are talking from the non-dual perspective. Okay. Right now, when uh, this question has come about self-discipline, we are talking from a duality perspective. It is always very important to know from which uh, layer, from which level the question is coming and the answer is coming. 
So until the self-realization happens, okay, the self-discipline is important for the creature, for this person, for this individual who I am associated and identified with. It definitely needs self-discipline. And the discipline is also important. Uh, and I keep saying that uh, many times that the energies otherwise of a normal person or a normal mind are scattered everywhere. One does not really understand what is right, what is wrong, what is it that it needs to do. There is too much confusion. And the confusion is because there are so many people who live in our head. There are so many ideas, so many concepts. At every step, we have to really think, understand the facts, take decisions. It is all about decision making, isn't it? Every day we need to make decisions in everything. So that self-discipline is required, taking on a spiritual path is required so that the mind can, the energies of the mind can have a focus. That focus is very important. Your ability to focus your attention for that discipline is required. And once you get self-knowledge, once you know who you are, then it is fine. Then you can talk from a non-dual perspective. Satya is saying there is no doer can be understood only after establishing in the witness. Absolutely. Absolutely, Satya. It is only from the non-dual perspective. Rohit is asking, is ethical behavior necessary after self-knowledge? Like not getting angry. So Rohit is getting angry unethical? I don't think so. There is any ethical or unethical about getting angry. I would say... Anger is also a very important emotion that has been given to us and uh, sometimes it is required getting angry and there is a misconception in our mind that we should not be angry and it's for so many other uh, emotions as well like last time we spoke about fear whether it is fear whether it is anger uh, even you know uh, sometimes about sexual behavior we have associated negativity with all of these things. And why have we associated negativity? Because they have become dysfunctional for us. They have gone beyond their role. Each one of them has a role to play in our life. But because we did not understand, because of our ignorance, because of delusion, whatever we may call it, because I'm getting angry at everything, there is so much anger inside me that what interests me is that if I get self-realized, then all the anger will go away. Maybe I will completely get rid of anger. So not, not really required. You may still get angry and there is need to get angry at the right people, at the right times, in the right situations. And we have examples of uh, almost... Uh, all enlightened beings, the popular gurus, getting angry as well. And still I see that there is a lot of ignorance. Uh, let's say if, I, I think I have seen in some videos or some comments like with Sadhguru, okay. Oh, we saw Sadhguru getting angry. Does that mean he is not enlightened? First, are you someone who is going to judge what Sadhguru is doing or not doing? And what does he getting angry has to do with his enlightenment? So see, there also there is a lot of ignorance about it, okay? So that is about getting angry. There is no harm if you are getting angry or not getting angry. That is one. Second is when you talk about ethical behavior, okay? And ethical behavior, we say on the path of knowledge, is person-specific. 
until you are bound with the society until you are identified with the society it is the society which is defining your ethical and non ethical yes there will still be certain things that you will not do you will follow the rules of the society you do not want to unnecessarily get into prison just because you got self knowledge right but uh, some ethics are mainly person specific and you do what is right for you and you do what you think is right for your if in case you are uh, guiding others in case you have become a teacher then what is right for them you take your own decisions because what society has decided for you how society has defined ethical and non ethical may not work over here and we also say that after self knowledge the most ethical behavior is knowledge itself that is where where uh, any person should be judged from and after that whatever that you do is fine vinay is saying though this is repeated question please help me answer help me with answer here is this a static cyclic drama and creation is part of drama or creation is a possibility beyond this cyclic drama it is all one uh, vinay what we are calling creation or drama or cyclic drama so what other possibility it is the possibility of the drama only which is occurring right now right here isn't it this is creation only and how is the creation happening through the drama through all these different forms you can call it experience you can call it creation you can call it drama these are all synonyms only and you are saying cyclic drama yes this is what we understand on path of knowledge isn't it that everything is cyclical everything is repetition so things are just repeating again and again and we can see that even in our own direct experience what are we doing every day aren't we repeating the same things even in the mind is repeating the same information same data again and again so that is what is happening in the drama as well have i answered your question at least this is what i understood from it or is there something else that you are asking vinay maybe you can speak yeah muji thank you uh, actually uh, in one of the path of knowledge uh, lesson there is a clear mention that creation is a, is a possibility i mean to say i understand that uh, whatever we are creating is part of drama but is there a possibility beyond this drama where um say where this universe or you know uh, where this manifested universe is growing beyond this you know cyclic experience that we go through or that we experience so you are talking about and we drama beyond your experience what is experienced right now is that what you are saying uh no i mean to say we we talk about even let's say this universal drama right such yukali yuga all these yugas and the time all, all what whatever is experienced is cyclic that's what Uh, beyond my direct experience we realize uh, through experience from others right so mm-hmm. with logically we are, we can also say that this is everything is a drama it's a cyclic drama right right and everything is repeating mm-hmm. say so these yugas are repeating even um, you know the uh, uh, even the person that i'm talking maybe you know after few many years we will repeat the same conversation again mm-hmm. right is, is it in that sense this is cyclic or uh, uh i'm say that, that that's one aspect of the question hmm. is the repetition always the same M- meaning to say the the statement that, that i just made will it 
might be repeated after many many uh, years or whatever i'm saying beyond even the time time and space okay see uh, that i don't know uh, vinay whether the same thing like you know you and i having this conversation right now okay will it exactly repeat after so many millions of years i really don't know about that but is this repetition cyclic absolutely and it is cyclic in every way like if you see there is a cycle like in every minute there are 60 seconds right so every second is repeating every minute is repeating then a day is repeating week is repeating month is repeating isn't it and we can go on and on about it so that way the yugas will keep repeating and this is something which is happening in this one lok as i understand this this i am just sharing through logic and my understanding that how the loka over here and all this time factors when we are even talking about a cycle that means we are talking in terms of time over here and we also know that there is no time eternal it is all eternal right at the final there is no time so time is about this particular lok and there can be other lokas where things are getting repeated in a different way and there is something else as you said there is possibility the creation is behaving in a very very different manner over there and even the time factor is very different but repetition is something that we can see but does it does it get repeated exactly in the same way i don't know about that yeah and and my second question was i'm i'm saying thank you for that answer uh, uh my second question was the uh, beyond the cyclic nature of this drama hmm. is there a is there creation which is which is one of the possibility is it out there i'm i'm going to say can we or as in uh, you know uh, maybe through some powers or through some evolution as part of the evolution will we be able to create uh, i'm saying guru ji always talks about there are uh, tantrics who are busy creating universes you can create your own universe is that really a you know uh, really a creation which is beyond this this drama or is it still part of this cyclic drama okay so uh, you know i will answer your question in three things over here so first and is when you say creation the possibility of creation when we talk about possibility of creation we are talking again from the non dual perspective where we say or you know that emptiness that nothingness that nothing is there and there is a possibility of all creation okay so that is one where we talk about second thing that you are saying is that is there a possibility of creating more universes what the you know guruji says that the tantrics are creating if he is saying maybe there would be i don't know but logically if we understand i think it would be possible now think about it in your mind now how many of us over uh, are here right each one of us in our mind can create a universe isn't it right now and can i create one universe maybe each one of us can create infinite universes in the mind through our imagination itself if that the mind is capable of doing by imagining when because it is non physical and non mental i think it would be possible even to create in this creation but it will be part of this creation only eventually everything is going to be part of this one existence only i don't know why you are you know separating out different creations thank you uh, maybe i'm i'm still not satisfied uh, uh, with my aunt uh, with answer but uh, you know we can maybe maybe take this offline no sure i think it will be better if you ask uh, guruji this question because since you are talking sure. about you know tantric and all of that 
so you can ask him this is what i understand from yeah. your question sure thank you thank you so much yeah. thanks and you know there was one more question that uh, had come last week and uh, while we had discussed it i think i would like to take that up again because it's pretty common and the question was uh, when i spend time on my spiritual practices am i being selfish and i think uh, somewhere or the other it keeps bothering us that if we are not giving enough time to the family or i am just doing things that i like to do i'm possibly becoming a more selfish person and i think this question comes in because what you are doing you are not getting the support of the family or the family does not understand what you are doing or even though they are supporting there are still expectations from them which you are not able to complete and this guilt that i am being selfish comes because of that now i would say that let's say there is a child in the family there is a student in the family who is preparing for competitive exam let's say is preparing you know wants to get into iit now what do child would be doing studying 16 to 18 hours every day isn't it maybe for many years would not be attending family functions would not be spending time with you maybe there is somebody ill in the family or somebody is hospitalized uh may not have the time to actually go because that child has tuitions to attend and that child has papers to practice and there is so much you know how much pressure is there or if it's an athlete who's preparing for some game uh let's say you know olympics is one that i that comes to my mind let's say something like that or you are a cricketer or even if we hear of you know some of these badminton players who have uh, have who have international name and fame the way they work from 3 o'clock in the morning until even in the night the kind of practice that they do are they spending time with the family are they meeting family's expectations no not at all but why is there no guilt there aren't they being selfish because when the child gets through the iit the child is going to uh, be an iitian or clear that competitive exam and do well in life or when the child becomes uh um, you know you become a great athlete and get name and fame and money isn't that being selfish but here the guilt does not come because the family is also supporting the family is not having any expectations and the family thinks that when the child is doing that it is going to help them as well they can see the immediate benefits or even when you are supporting your child to uh, set up his business where he is spending time or whatever that you are doing so there the guilt does not come but the moment we start doing spiritual practices and we start avoiding people or we start doing spending that much time with them as we used to this question comes in the mind that oh i am being selfish so my answer is always very simple and plain if you are on a spiritual path and to progress in your spiritual path you need to be selfish please be selfish don't worry about it and as it is all of us we are selfish you know if we look closely we'll find that everyone is selfish and eventually when you realize um, you realize who you are then the, you are the most selfish then how you are selfish because there is nothing other than you so and just by being selfish only can you be the most selfless person so don't worry about being selfish okay walk on the spiritual path take your time don't worry don't get into this guilt of not being able to do for others 
make your priorities you would have certain people in your life to whom you would like to give time to but be very clear who are those people and with the rest it's absolutely okay don't worry the path to selflessness goes through selfishness so don't worry all right it's 10 looks like there are no more questions so thank you very much everyone for joining in thank you chayank again i hope you got answers to your questions thank you everyone for participating sharing listening love you all see you again next thursday bye